Yes. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to persuade you, Liz, to go on your your ex account right now. It's not. Well, it's not we'll a, talk. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the whole thing because I have a new philosophy now. Well, well, your philosophy should start. Okay, so let's. Um, well, but where? Let's, but where is it? I don't see it. I'm not linked. I'm not. Uh, yeah, just here. go to Rotowire's page. Right now, we're live. Okay. By the way, we are live. Okay. All right, here and you should see it there, and then just uh, give it a re- retwizzle. Where, which it's not the Cowboys and Eagles, is it? Yep, that's it. Okay. That's us. Yep. Um, well, that's a good uh, lead in here. You know, I mean, we. I, I actually was not surprised that the Cowboys lost. You're you're gonna. Um, this is like a small victory lap. I took the Green Bay money line. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, fifty bucks. Nothing crazy, but obviously it was a plus. Was it plus four twenty? I think something like that. Something like that. Three eighty. I don't know. No, in the threes because it was seven and right. a half, seven at kickoff. Right, so. right. That's what it, the other one. The the Bills. The ten pointer was up there. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I, I just was like, you know, I just why not? You know, the Green Bay had beaten Detroit on Thanksgiving, and I didn't see much difference between Detroit and Dallas. So it's like, why can't they do it again? Right. They beat the Chiefs too, Green Bay. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I mean, you looked at the record. I mean, we've gone over this before. They were six and two. Jordan Love was eighteen inter- uh, touchdowns, one interception. So, what do you think? I mean, you watch a ton of football. I'm just curious, like, what went wrong with the Cowboys, in your opinion? I think they were like the Dolphins. They were, you know, bullies on bad teams like the Giants. They were able to bully them, but when they played good teams, uh, they almost lost to the Lions, the Cowboys. You know, they lost to the Bills. They got blown out by the Niners. They just, they weren't good against good teams. And, you know, there's a kind of team like that. I, I think that like, you know, the, the way that the, um, the sharps or the, the stats guys tend to see it is you just kind of aggregate everything together and they're, they are the totality of their per play and their success rates and all that. But I think that may be true on average, but I think there are certain teams that, uh, that wither more when the competition gets better and certain teams that step up when the competition gets better and Dallas always seemed like one of those. Now, Dallas was also a lot better at home. So I actually thought, I actually didn't take, I didn't touch that game. I, I made the line exactly seven and a half. Um, but uh, it wasn't that surprising. You know, they just, Dallas just never really won. It was like the Eagles fell apart. Dallas won the division only because the Eagles fell apart. Dallas didn't step up and beat Buffalo to win the division. They didn't do what they had to do. And so they were never a great team and they were soft and their defense played worse in the second half too. Yeah, they had won, I think, was it 16 in a row at home? Something like that as well? Yeah. I mean, that's that's pretty pretty heavy. Well, it just right so there. happened that they got the Niners on the road, that they got the Bills on the, you know, a lot of the good teams oh. we played were on the road. Right. <clears throat> that's a good point. And then, you know, and Green Bay, I mean, I know they finished strong, but they were a 9-18. and 18. And by the way, can I, Um, uh, this is not a victory lap for, like, public consumption, but it is for you. I don't know if you remember, one of our first off-season podcasts, you asked me, you said, "What's who's a quarterback that can go be deep in the ranks? Yeah, and then actually ascend. And you I did. did uh, I remember that. Yeah, you said yeah, Jordan Love. Jordan Love. And I was laughing at you, like, halfway through the season. I was like... Yeah, that's just a trendy pick. That was a stupid pick. But no, he was good. And he's going to be – I still prefer Stroud straight up in terms of – Not even a question. Him, right? well, even I, a I think it's a question. I think I think it's a question. Not yet. It's not a question. Right? As well, of today, it's not a question. But, you know, but I think Stroud is like the – looks like an all-time great in the making. You know, knock on wood. Uh, Love looks like a good quarterback, you know. and But they might both be. I mean, they're young enough and – you know, love his first full year of, of being the guy. I mean, what, how much better could it have gone? He's won a playoff game on the road already, Yeah, you know? And, so, and Shroud is a pure 22 year old rookie. So the, uh, I think the ceiling is still higher. I, again, look, I, I've been in dynasty startup drafts already. Shroud goes at pick three. 
right? After in Superflex, of course, after Josh right. Allen and Patrick Mahomes, people are still uncertain. Like uh, Jordan loves going like in the middle of the second round, like after the receivers, <laughs> and that could change. Yeah. But as of today, I think that's the the sentiment. Yeah, I mean Stroud. I mean, so okay, so I, I want to talk about this. So uh, I, we have the NFFC postseason contest, and we talked about this a little bit last week. How first round you get whatever they score, second round you get double if it's an original player that's on your team, third round triple, Super Bowl quadruple, and then a lot of the contest is picking like the the highest scoring players in the Super Bowl, usually quarterbacks, and then also picking players that are not heavily owned. And remember last week I told you I was going Mahomes Allen in that contest for my two QBs. And then I ditched Allen because I was like, everyone's going to have a lot of people are going to have him and Mahomes going to meet Allen in the second round, probably. So I'm going to lose one of them in the second round. You can't have those two. So I switched to Stroud thinking Mahomes and Stroud would meet in the third round. So they both have triple points. And then one of them would definitely go to the Super Bowl and have quadruple points and they'd both be low owned. So this is going to be great. And then I thought, you know what? They're underdogs at home, even though I bet the Texans that I won hundred bucks. You know, I won 60 bucks. I bet like 66 to win 60. And so I was like, but if he loses in the first round, that's dumb. And I don't want to have my whole entry riding on an underdog in the first round. So I switch it to Lamar. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I've got Lamar and, and Mahomes, right? So my thesis is Mahomes beats Allen or, you know, has a good chance to beat Allen this week. And if the Ravens just win at home, then I've got exactly the same thing. One of them guaranteed to go to the Super Bowl. And the NFC side, I have McCaffrey if the Niners make it at 4X. So I've got my two 4X big scores in the Super Bowl, which is the point of the contest. And I've got the low in Mahomes. But at the last minute, I said, you know what? I'm too home run swinging as a, as you know, I'm always going for the home run. I don't need to get Mahomes and Stroud. I'll just get Mahomes and I'll go chalk with Lamar. But now that Stroud looked that good and they won so easily, I'm regretting it because if, if the Texans beat the Ravens and the Chiefs beat the Bills, which is almost 50 50 in the second one, I've got it. It's like over if the Niners make the Super Bowl. Like I've got the two, you know, no one's got that combination. Nobody out of like 2,000 teams, I'm the only one. And I was a nutless monkey and I switched it to the chalk. Now, if the Ravens win, which they probably will, then I'm in good shape. But I'm, I put a money line bet down on the Texans just in case. So I get compensated a little bit if the, if the Texans win this game. So I think the Texans are a very live dog. I love the money line. I like the spread. I think this is going to be a tough, tough game for the Ravens. Yeah. And by the way, right now, I'm really uh, curious what the, the odds would be for a Jordan Love, CJ Stroud Super Bowl, right? Wouldn't that be cool? I mean, it's really just it's really just the these two games because they're both long shots, right? They're both getting about four to one. So it's about 16, you know, it's about 20 to one, you know, one in five, one in 20, 125. But the thing is, because if they beat the Niners, look right? by the way, you got a nutless monkey. Oh, no, yeah, good. Nutless yeah. monkey. That's that's a yeah. that's an old phrase we've been using. Yeah, but yeah, so, I'm saying, you know, this that's my point. Always new people keep coming into the stream, you know. We need to get that into the lexicon. So right. I interrupted. Uh, so but the point is like if the Packers beat the Niners, then like, of course they could beat the Lions, right? Of course, right? It'll be like almost 50-50 if they beat the Niners. Obviously, the Lions will be like a two and a half point favorite or something or pick them. But if they beat the Niners, then it's like, oh, they could beat anybody. And same thing with the Texans. If they beat the Ravens, then they can beat anybody, right? I can easily see the Texans beating the Ravens and then Mahomes holding serve at home or Allen holding serve at home uh, in the cold, you know, against them. But Stroud is Joe Montana, man. That that guy, he moves around in the pocket well. He has like an extra sense of like how to, you know, prolong the the uh the down. And then he just keeps his eyes downfield. And even like while he's being sacked, he throws it to an empty spot in the field where the where the receiver can run to. And this is like Joe Montana had this ability. 
and I haven't seen anybody else like it ever, um, except until this guy came along. I know it sounds like a crazy comp. Joe Montana is like a top three all-time quarterback, but that's what I see in Stroud. It's not like he's Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen as an athlete. He doesn't have a cannon for an arm. He just he just has a feel like nobody else. And um, and then you know you see that he's like religious and he's like just doesn't he's not flustered by anything. He's not like this guy just seems to me like with the mental mindset of the next all-time great. I don't know. I could be wrong, but my, my read on this guy is this is like Mahomes was the last one, you know, in 2017. I mean, Lamar is a good quarterback and Josh Allen's a good, I mean, those guys are really good. Burrow's really good, but I think Mahomes is the generational guy. And the next one, I, I feels like it's Stroud to me. Right. The only pause here on that is that, we, we kind of got that vibe with Herbert, and then he took a big step backwards based on where we thought he was going. So that's my only pause. Never got that vibe. Herbert, my comp, was Marino. And Marino was amazing, right? So yeah, That's an Marino, all-timer. That's it's, an all, it's an all-timer, but it's an all-timer that never won anything, right? It was a guy who could sling it down the field, with slick, just flick his wrist, and the ball would be on a line drive 40 yards perfect to the guy. And you saw Herbert just easily zip it down the field. Herbert's also more mobile than Marino ever was. But that was the comp that I had. But Montana Marino is not close, right? Like Marino was like great. He was like an all-time stat great. And, uh, and I don't he even was know if Herbert, great. he was an all-time. Come on. I, I don't I don't I don't even know if Herbert's gonna get there even. But but the point is that Marino was an all-time offensive, like his offenses are great, but it wasn't like one of those guys where the final drive, you know, they're down six and you're like, oh, Montana's gonna beat us. He's too good. Um, it was more like greatest show on turf stuff. It was like, yes. let's light him up, you know, and, and that's great. And he was a great quarterback and you know, Marino is great. He's like a, the 10th or 12th best all time quarterback, but Montana's like two, you know, like, I mean, it's a different, I think it's a little bit different. And, and, and Herbert, these comps aren't exact, obviously. And, you know, Stroud would be lucky to be Montana, obviously, but Herbert, Herbert, he's got the physical tools for sure, but we'll see. You got to get rid of Brandon, you know, getting rid of Brandon Staley is just a necessary he's, step. He's gone. Yeah, no, I said it's yeah. a necessary yeah. step to to like see what Herbert can really be because that was being that was tough. Yeah, I mean Jim Harbaugh interviewed over there this week, so that that might be interesting as well. The um and it just uh, I want to go back to the the Cowboys for a second, but uh, Matt Stafford reminds me a lot of like Marino. I know Matt Stafford's more accomplished, and he's like, but just kind of in that pocket, flick of the wrist, quarterback. Um, elevates an offense had, you know, got, got Calvin Johnson, his all-time season, uh, had, you know, and obviously he's had a 5,000 yard season before. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't put him there cause Marino and same with Herbert. I mean, I just said the style was similar, mm -hmm. but Marino was getting 4,800 yards when people are getting 3000, you know, it would right. be like if somebody got 6,200 yards this right. year and you'd be like, wait, the all-time record is 55 and he got 62 and nobody's even over 5,000. It, it was like, so he had a 4,400 yard and then a 4,800 yard. Um, and it was so, it was like Babe Ruth hitting 60 home runs when the next guy hit 20, you know, it was, it was so out of, you know, out of step with the rest of the league. So, you know, Stafford will go to the hall of fame and he's a, he's a very good quarterback, but he's just of, of his era. Marino was almost like of the future. Yeah. The thing about Stafford, and again, we're, we're getting, uh, we're going in a different direction right here is that it's just, it's, it's not a coincidence that the, he is a kingmaker at receiver. You know right. what I'm saying? Like Calvin Johnson, Cooper Cup, now Puka Nakua. It's like right. 
the common thread is Stafford. So um, just well, I think how I think Calvin was a physical all-time freak. So sure. anybody who's decent in the dome is going to get that. <clears throat> and then McVeigh, because Goff, you know, was supporting some good receiver production too when he was there. You know, at his best year too. Yep. All right. Cowboys. I, I don't want to spend too much time going backwards with the wild card, but I do want to, because there's a lot of Cowboy fans out there that are asking us, like, you know, that you hear about the fire Mike McCarthy, which they're not going to do. They've already come out and said that. So just in your opinion, I, this, I've been waiting all week to ask you here, what do the Cowboys need to do? Not just to be a 12 win team. Now, you know, take your Giants team bias out of this, but what do you think they need to do here to now take, fix the team, get to the next level? Is it, um, I mean, what are they, they're probably going to lose their defensive coordinator and Dan Quinn. They need, what do they, they, need need they need to relegate the Cowboys to college football and then <laughs> promote Alabama or whatever, Michigan or whatever. No, so here, no, uh, I don't know, you know, because they have, I think got to get rid of McCarthy and now that they're not doing that. Um, I just don't think that team, uh, I think that's personnel was fine, right? I mean, they're going to get, what's his name back, uh, Diggs back, who was hurt all year and with Deron Bland and they're going to have their, you know, they're going to have Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence. They're going to have this, you know, sort of star-studded defense and they have a good offensive line and they have, you know, I mean, they have CeeDee Lamb, who's an elite receiver. I was setting you up here and you didn't take the bait. They need what? Saquon Barkley. Oh, I, I mean, I think Saquon would help them a lot, but a lot. I don't, I think it would help them a lot, but I don't, I don't, I think they needed a, a number two, like a real receiver more. Like I think they needed um, like, like Cooks was kind of cooked. He's kind of past his prime. And how then about Gallup, Gabe Davis, he's a free agent. Nah, I, that just seems like another Michael Gallup plus, you know, it's, I think they need like, they need like a Amari Cooper is what they need. You know, oh, okay. that so T Higgins would be like a good one. T but Higgins would be great. Yeah. He's going to get yeah. franchise tag. There's no way he's leaving, but someone on that level, like wide receiver, like 11 through 20. So Terry yeah, like Cooper, like Cooper right. McLaurin, right, someone like that. That's what they had, you know, because if that, only they had Amari Cooper, if only they could have gotten right. Him. Oh, if wait. only, Oh wait. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so, you know, Ferguson seems like a good tight end. I mean, it seems like they have enough. I mean, look, Barkley would be an upgrade over Pollard. Pollard wasn't very good this year. Um, and I do think like a bruiser who's 240 or 230, whatever Barkley is now, does matter. Like, I think like you, people like don't realize that that's why Barkley's so good because he can bruise, but he's also a pass catcher. He's also a great pass pro guy. He does it all. Um, and Pollard is like this quick speed guy, but like, you know, maybe he was banged up after his surgery or whatever off season, whatever. But I, I don't, I, I think they could upgrade or, or bring in someone. Dowdle seemed okay for a while, but then he was playing hurt in the playoffs. But, but I think they, they didn't really have like a, a dangerous second receiver. Maybe Jalen Tolbert, you know, could step up and give him some reps if they ever did, but they don't, I don't think Cooks and Gallup were the answer. Yeah. And the wide receiver uh, free agent class is very thin this year list. I mean, like I said, Gabe Davis, cause he's basically top of the food chain. Everyone else, like the T Higgins types, they're all going to be franchise tagged as they usually are. I mean, this is, I mean, Odell is a free agent, uh, Tyler Odell. Boyd. Um, I mean, Mike Evans, those, is those guys, are, those guys are all just more Michael Gallup's and Brandon Cooks's. They, that's not going to do it. Like how about Mike Evans? He's a true I mean, free agent. Yeah. It just, he's old. I mean, you, you don't want to pay for that. Well, I mean, he's been around forever. I don't know. I He was good. He was great this year. So, I mean, he still had it in the tank this year. And maybe. And then there's Dak. You know, how's Dak in these big games? Is Dak the problem? And, you know, I don't know. You know, I, I think the coaching, I think Dak certainly can make all the throws, make good decisions often. But is he the guy when there's pressure, when when he's behind, when when the game is tight that you really want? So, 
They're not I mean, going to get the rid alternative. of alternative. What's the alternative? Well, they'd have to break, build it all, all the way from scratch. They'd have to nah, start over again. They're not doing that. They're not yeah. doing that. But uh, I mean, the, this is the worst thing to be in sometimes is being that like limbo of like, you don't win a playoff game, but you make the playoffs. And then, you know, you, you sort of like never get that game changing draft pick and you just, you know, have this, not even a dynasty. You have like what the Philip Rivers Chargers had, you know, for a few years where you're like, yeah, you're always in the playoffs, but you never win anything. Yeah. The other two free agents and they could be tagged, but Hollywood Brown is one. Forget Michael Pittman. He's he's not going anywhere. And then the other one that I saw that was interesting. What the was? Oh, Calvin Ridley is a true free agent. Yeah, it's a hell of a gamble uh, to take Ridley. Uh, Very good. I, I, I don't. I, he seemed a little off. I don't know. The whole passing offense was off, so it's hard to tell. You know, he led the NFL in end zone targets. He had 25 targets in the end zone. CeeDee Lamb was second with 20. And Calvin really did so so little with so much. Um, you know, he had, you know, he was dealing with some mental health stuff. Then he was gambling. I don't know if he's the guy that he really is ever going to be the guy he was with Matt Ryan when he came into the league. I like the uh, Mike Evans one. I still think he's got it. All right. Um, Philadelphia Eagles is our last look back. I'm not, I mean, I don't think anybody's surprised this happened. I saw even like the chalk pick was, I mean, it was trendy to say, hey, give me the Bucks plus three. I'm assuming you took them as well. I was the sucker. I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I, I didn't bet it. I The only yeah. ones I bet, I bet the Texans and I wanted to bet the Chiefs, but I was a nutless monkey and thought, ah, maybe the Dolphins will lose by three. I was sure the Chiefs would win, but the game went exactly how I thought it would go. And I was like, why didn't I bet that? It's so obvious that they were not going to come into that weather banged up and beat, beat the Chiefs. So, yeah, that was obvious, but I didn't have a strong feeling about any of the other wildcard games. All right. All right, Eagles. What do they just a quick synopsis here? What do they need to do to fix it? Because they were 10 and one. They were one of the Super Bowl favorites. Uh, Jalen Hurts was an MVP leader. I think he was even minus money at one point. Uh, they lose five of the last six, I believe. And then, you know, the the feeling was okay, they're gonna turn around the playoffs. AJ Brown. There seems to be some discontent, like similar to how Stefan Diggs was was discontent with the Bills a couple of years ago. What do the Eagles need to do? Is it from a, to get rid of the coach? They, you know, all the things that you've been hearing all week. What are the, in your opinion, what do the Eagles need to do to uh, get back to where they were? I don't know because the, their de- defensive line is aging. You know, that might have uh, hurt. Their offensive line was really good, but it was aging a little bit too. So you have these guys who are elite on both sides getting older, and there's not like a fix for that, right? Um, and They're then losing you have- Kelsey also. Kelsey's losing, losing their best offensive lineman, right? And and these guys were getting older as the season was going on. And, you know, Lane Johnson, none of these guys are young anymore. And then you have, uh, uh, you know, the the way they played down the stretch. And I kind of should have, I should have bet the Bucks because I really thought the Eagles were going to turn it around in week 18 against the Giants. And it was just one of those things where I always bet the team that's out against the team. Well, the Eagles were barely playing for something because Dallas was going to win against the uh against the football team that week, but they were sort of playing for something. I thought the Eagles need to get well again. They need to crush the giants and just be like, okay, we're, we're in sync. We're ready for the playoffs. They could not afford to get blown out by the giants after not having a good game in six games and then go into the playoffs like that. You can't do that. You can't turn it on and off. They needed to show they could do it. And what happened? The giants blew them out, right? The Tyrod Taylor giants blew them out. It wasn't even close. And then they sat their guys in the second half, but they were playing in the first half. And so they were done. Um, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they do because I think like Hertz is just okay. He was, he was playing behind a great offensive line with great skill guys. Um, the defense is going to be worse. You know, guys like Bradbury and Slayer are a bit older also. And then, you know, you've got, uh, you, you know, I, I mean, you've got Andre Swift. Swift probably not going to come back. He's a true free agent. Right. And he's injury prone. You know, they never use Penny, even though they signed him. These guys like Gainwell and Boston Scott are just guys. Um, and then, you know, uh, Devonta Smith is good, but 
you need AJ Brown to be content and in the mix. So I don't know if this is a teardown, you know, I mean, I think, you know, maybe, um, you, you know, but they've got Hertz under contract for a long time. And so it's not a teardown, you know, they, they're, I guess they got to just, you know, sign a couple of free agents and go at it. Like they're still a contender next year. But if, you know, if things start falling apart in the first month, Sell, um, sell, 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 sell what you can, you know, but I mean the Hertz contract, I don't know no, what the, the let me ask you this. Is on that. Yeah. If, if, uh, this is just, no one's talking about this, but if you're the Eagles, right. And then you could talk to the bears and they say, Hey, we'll give you Jalen hurts with his contract for the first overall pick. Which one of those teams do you think, uh, says no to that? Well, the bears, why would the bears want to do that? Because it's Jalen hurts. It's a no proven, com proven commodity. No, 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 no chance. You're not, because so, he's fully, he's fully paid. You know, it, it, the thing is like, like there's a point at which like you just pay up for the fully paid, like, you know, Patrick Mahomes fully paid, but you can't overpay him or Josh Allen or those guys. But when you get down to the next tier and they gave full pay, you know, money to Prescott and Hertz, that's now a liability, not an asset. Mm -hmm. Because my, my thesis is basically like Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff are Jalen Hurts. They're not as mobile, but they're Jalen Hurts level quarterbacks. It's just situations. Good. Jared Goff is like Jalen Hurts situations. Bad. Jared Goff is bad. And so I think he's in that tier of QBs. Prescott is, you know, maybe a little above it, but maybe not. You know, he's always had a great situation with the offensive line of Dallas. And so, you know, you, you just, you never, it's just like the NBA. You never give Rashad Lewis the, the max. You know, you give You're Kevin Durant, deep. LeBron. Yeah, I just remember <laughs> they gave him the max. You know, it was like. No, who's oh, the wait. dude on the Knicks they gave the max well, to that everyone hated the contract? Well, Jerome James, they gave him a big contract, but it wasn't the no, max, no, but he was no, like no. total who scrub. Was, was it Amari Stoudemire? No, he, but that was Carmelo, uh, Keith I, Van Horn. Back. Oh, Allen Houston. Allen Houston. Houston. There it is. Right. There you is. never give Allen Houston the max, right? Like yeah. he was a good player. He was an all-star, but a low level all-star. You don't give the max, right? You give the max to the superstar. And it's same thing with the QBs. Like you give the max to a top seven or eight QB. But if you're in that vast middle, wherever you want to draw the line, wherever you say, you know, below Burrow, below Allen, below Mahomes, um, Wherever you say this is where the line is, Stroud, I now put over that line. We'll see with Jordan Love. Will he could end up there or not? Well, he's under contract for next. I mean, no, they, of course he's he's yeah. still on the. But I'm just saying, like in general, like what level? You know, Kirk Cousins is kind of on the border. You know, guy like Cousins, and I, you know, I think Cousins is a better quarterback than than Hurts. You know, I think okay, Cousins is a bit above. You're on to something here. So okay, yeah. so there's two quarterbacks that are going to want to be paid the 50 million plus next year. And let's use your theory here that you don't overpay the the marginal guy. So there's Tua who's going to want the big money. No, and, no well, chance. Well, hold on a Let me just get this thought out here. And then, and then you have Trevor Lawrence, both have underperformed, right? I mean, both have not met expectation and both don't belong in that, but what's the alternative, right? So I guess what you're saying is what do you do if let's start with Tua and the dolphins who obviously, you know, we, we know that the warts there. So he's going to say, I want 50. The team's going to say, Hey, we'll pay you the 33, 35. And he's going to say, listen, you know, I led the league in passing yards, right? Like, I mean, we went into an impossible situation with a bat with our defense banged up. Uh, I got to get paid the money. What do you actually do if you're the Miami Dolphins then? I mean, can you franchise them for one year or what? Of course you can. But then, you know, so here's what I was thinking is, can you trade to a for and then sign free agent Kirk Cousins? Now, listen, this is why I'm saying this, because this seems a lot like what McVay did Um with Stafford he, and Goff. Yes, with Stafford and Goff. Well, the problem was Goff had the contract, which was bad. So Goff was like, they weren't getting stuff for Goff. They were like, giving okay, stuff here's, away. Here's a here's placeholder a quarterback for you. And we got to give you more because you took on Goff. 
So you're so Tua might actually be a positive value. You know, like you actually might get a third, uh, a third for him, right? Under no, for, for the for the money that he's going to command, right? Somebody might think, oh, we're just a quarterback away, and two is the guy we want, right? My my problem is um, it, one thing that's hard to tell about QBs, right? Is that it's hard to know whether Tua is great. I mean, I don't think so because they got Waddle and Hill, right? But you know, and a good offensive minded coach, but it's hard to know Two is, I think pretty easier to know. And also the concussions are just like, why would you even get, go there? He, but, he was one of nine quarterbacks that made it through healthy this year. Right. But I'm saying like, it's, he's to me, like any one concussion, he's in big trouble, you know, like the next time um, it's hard to know, you know, like it's easy to know with Mahomes and Burrow and Allen, although, you know, Burrow's got his injury problems now too, but uh, it's easy to know, you know, who the really great quarterbacks are, but it's hard to know in the middle, right? I think Cousins, I wouldn't pay Cousins like a big, you know, I'd do one year, but like he's 34 or something like that. He's not young anymore. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's only going to want a one or right, two years. Yeah. So Cousins is worth it for, you know, the next year, I think. But the question is, um, I don't know that two is, is good. I, we, I think Hertz is not that good. I think Prescott's not that good. I think Mayfield is better. You know, is this the Mayfield golf tier is not different than a lot of these guys and people get really confused. Matt Ryan won MVP one year. He was, the, he was incredible, his stats. And then you realize Matt Ryan was like, at best, he was like Kirk Cousins. I think he was like Kirk Cousins, you know, ish. Yeah. And, and they forget and they're like, oh, Matt Ryan's like Brady or Matt Ryan's like Mahomes, but they're not, you know, and, and any one year a quarterback can look like that. And it's a, it's a tough call. Like with somebody with a short career or recently getting really good, like how good is he? Yep. Uh, so here, this just shows you how powerful draft capital is. So Tua was the sixth pick or fifth pick. I forget which one he was. And Trevor Lawrence was the first overall pick, right? In the same draft class, more or less, right? Oh, no. One, they, one year later. One year later, Morris, but right. Yeah. Okay. But first overall pick and sixth pick. You know, we're saying like, ah, oh, Tua is not worth it. Lawrence is, I don't think he's performed as even as well as well, Tua. Now you can, you could say why, but there's no question the Jaguars are going to give him the 250 over five. Well, here, there's one thing is Lawrence is a year younger, right? So that he's had one less year to shoot. No, it matters because not, not for like, not for how good he is, but for how much we're sure who he is. So you're going to give him exactly. You're less sure, but you're, but you're, you're less, less sure, sure you're going to give, give him the two. What I'm saying is you're less sure that he's just Bad. a guy, <laughs> right? Right. That he's just a guy. Right. Whereas like Tua, you're more sure that he's pretty good, that he's a pretty, he's a pretty good quarterback. Everyone, no one could say he's not a, a he's bad quarterback. A, he's the 18th to 23rd best quarterback. Well, no, he's probably, no, he's like the 12th 14th. to 15th best quarterback. Right. And, but you're more sure that Tua is pretty good, but you're also more sure that he's not great. Right. And with, with Lawrence, you're less sure that he's as good as Tua. He could be the 20th best quarterback, Lawrence. It might turn out, but he could be a, a top five quarterback. We don't know for sure yet that he's not going to be great one day. And if you let Lawrence go and someone else signs him in a good system and he turns out to be the prospect that he, you know, was supposed to be, you know, that's like where you defenestrate, you know, that's where you just blew everything. You got the lucky pick that the Jets won that game and then you get Lawrence and then you didn't develop Lawrence and then someone else did. And then you're really screwed. So Lawrence has been surrounded by, you know, pretty good weapons, not great, but not bad. Um, but is Doug Peterson really, are these guys really calling, you know, I feel Mike McDaniel is put two in a really good spot and they have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I feel like that system has like, has been almost ideal and then good weather. Um, and Lawrence has pretty good weather, but is he, um, could he take another step? I don't think two is going to take another step. I think two is like a poor man's Kurt Warner. 
You know, Kurt Warner is a Hall of Famer, but I think he's a poor man's Kurt Warner. I, I don't. And, and I, yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, Kurt Warner, man, he was at least, quote, a gamer. Tua strikes me as, man, it's just, like I said, it, put him in the situation. Put him in the Chiefs. Like, swap Patrick Mahomes and Tua. What would have the Chiefs looked like this year? What would have the Miami Dolphins looked like this year? Yeah, it, w- it would have been a different, a whole it's different Very game. bad with the situation. But, but, but I think Tua is, you know, he he does have touch. He does get the ball out quickly. He he throws the ball in a position where his receivers can make plays. Obviously, they're really skilled. But I think there's a little Kurt Warner him. We're slinging the ball around. Greatest show on turf. I, I think there's like I think there's a bit of that in him. Um, that would be, it would be a poor man's Warner, and the concussions mm-hmm. are a liability. Um, whereas Lawrence has some, you know, he's sort of halfway between Danny Dimes and Josh Allen. You know, he's got that like mobility. He's big. Um, he can make you know insane throws sometimes, but you're like, where's the consistency? Why are you playing terribly? Why is the offense stalling against mediocre defenses? I don't know. And I don't know if that's a system thing or, or that's Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And that's why I think that the, the in Miami, they're probably going to have to consider like Kirk Cousins if he's healthy uh, and then, you know, move on there. And you would say then that the natural question is what happens in Minnesota? Remember, Russell Wilson's still looking for a team, right? He's going to be looking for a team. I, mean, so. I, think, I think Wilson is just like a, a stopgap. But then again, Mayfield well, left for dead. Golf left for dead. Yeah. Wilson left for dead. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, this is Russell Wilson from five years ago. Like, how did this happen? Quarterback is so people. Th- this is the thing. This is what the uh, the stat dorks don't seem to get is like they're like, oh, the quarterback's the only thing that matters. Yeah, quarterback play matters. But the quarterback and the quarterback play is not the same thing. So like Joe Flacco until he was exposed, like was quarterback play was outstanding in Cleveland. It was great in Pittsburgh with Mason Rudolph for a couple of games. It's just there, you know, the situation dictates the quarterback play in many cases more than the guy because 80% of the quarterbacks, maybe 60% at, at a minimum are all basically equal. You know, it's just circumstantial. It's only the guys at the very top that transcend the situation like Mahomes. And Mahomes' numbers suck this year. He wasn't very – but you could still see like they're dropping his passes. He's making that first down scramble. Mahomes, it's obvious when you watch them play that he's still got it and, and that he's making plays despite the situation. So there's a few guys like that. But mostly it's quarterback play matters, but not the quarterback. Uh, where do you think – what number – quarterback off the board do you think Patrick Mahomes will be in fantasy football drafts next year is he is he still quarterback two after no, Josh Allen no it'll be Allen and then we'll see what happens with Hertz but those like tush push touchdowns are like well, so I mean let, let's see what happens with Hertz. this is where we're at let's just say we're drafting today right now I mean I wouldn't take Hertz second but neither I think, would like, I right but I mean you know he scored how many touchdowns on the ground 15, like 13, something like 15, that yeah yeah <laughs> that's a hell of a floor um, Lamar Jackson, uh, will go pretty That'll high, be so. number two. That's it. That's okay. the answer. That's the well, answer. Well, we'll see what happens in the playoffs though. It may affect it. And then, uh, and then Burrow's going to come back and people are going to be nervous. But if Higgins is there, Burrow's going to be drafted high. And, and then, then if CJ a real Stroud, coach, man, with Tank Dell back and-, and, and what if they draft somebody, what if they get another receiver? You know, what if yeah. they, um, you know, what if they sign a receiver? Like, cause they don't know where Brown is okay, but. Nico Collins and Tank Dell, they make, what if they get somebody? What if they, you know, Dalton Schultz is okay, but what if they bring in like another playmaker? Yeah, they have uh, the Browns first round pick. They don't have their own first round pick, but they do have the Browns first round pick, which I think is like 24. So that's like prime receiver area, right? right. I mean, it's not elite elite, but it's a first round receiver. So yeah, you're right about that. All right. Uh, the the divisional stuff that I want to get into, Liz, is the, 
you remember all too well the Giants' improbable run as the sixth seed, and Green Bay did an improbable run as the sixth seed. I, I just think that this uh, 49ers laying nine and a half thing, I, I'm just trying to – can Green Bay be that team now that goes on this crazy run, or is it – I mean, this is not that different than when the Giants beat up Green Bay in Green Bay. Green Bay was a great team that year, so Green Bay now goes into San Francisco – I've been waiting all week to hear if you think there's any parallels here between the six seed giants that could do it. No, the, the giants both years, 2007, they were the low seed also. Yes. And they shocked 2007. They beat the, the, the Cowboys, Romo Cowboys. They were 13 and three and, and the Cowboys would have won that game, but Patrick Creighton dropped the slant for first down giants beat them. First of all, they beat Tampa on the road to, in the wild card game and they were underdogs. It was John Gruden's Tampa team. They beat them. They were three point underdogs, three and a half. They, the Giants were not even good, okay? Then they shocked Dallas, okay, in the next game. And they were 13-3. and three, So they beat a 13-3 and three team. Then they went, to, uh, they went to San Francisco that year and shocked. Was it San Francisco? No, no, sorry. They went to Green, Green Bay, Bay in the freezing, in the freezing cold. cold. That was the Tom Coughlin Cheeks game. And they never, uh, no one ever beat Favre in the freezing cold. They beat them. They were 13-3. and three. Then they go to Super Bowl and beat the undefeated Patriots, right? So this is like the sickest run nobody ever saw coming. 2011, same thing. They beat uh, they beat the Packers, who were the one seed, who were 15 and one. The Packers were, by the way. So one one thing they beat the uh, 18 and 0 Patriots, and the other thing they beat the 15 and one Packers. Okay, and then the next game they beat the 13 and three Niners in overtime after they gave it to uh, a concussed punt returner who fumbled twice. And then you know then they were underdogs again in the Super Bowl to the Patriots and beat them again. And the thing is, nobody thought those Giants teams could do that, right? Everybody's talking about Green Bay like, you know, hey, you know, they just beat Dallas and Dallas was, you know, a pretty good team. The, to me, this is, uh, it's not like that. I'm not saying they couldn't win, but this is, they're not remotely the long shot that the Giants were. Mm. It's, I, think, I think that like they're much more, maybe before the playoffs, I guess. Part of it was the Giants only beat like a crappy Tampa team in the wild card. So nobody took them seriously even after the wild card win. And people are already taking Green Bay seriously because they beat a good team at home, or ostensibly good team at home. I think the Niners, I, I don't know. So here's here's the deal. I, I think the Texans are the livest dog of the big, you know, they're more live than Green Bay even. But I think Green Bay could win, obviously. I think that uh, typically, though, in the divisional round, you get excited about the wild card team. And then that bye week, uh, that bye week team flexes its muscle and wins like 33 to seven. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's the best team in the conference. Um, I, I don't see it against Stroud and Green Bay. This is a great test for love. You know, can he uh, deal with that Niners defense that's really good and get and gets pressure on him? And uh, we'll see. Yep. The uh, so would you uh, take the minus the nine and a half with? Uh, would you lay the wood, or you would if you're forced to bet this one? Forced to if bet. I'm forced to bet. I I don't, I don't, I think that's the right line. I mean, I think Green Bay, you know, nine and a half, Green Bay has a 20% chance, 15, 20% chance of winning. And, but San Francisco, um, you know, is the better team. And you could see them like McCaffrey breaking a run in the fourth quarter and just opening it up. I, I guess I'd probably take the points if I absolutely had to pick this one, mm-hmm. but. I don't have a strong feeling. If it went to 10 and a half, is that a, a, like just auto? Reflex? I mean, of course I wouldn't be auto. I, I, I'm not like that. I'm not one of those people that says, Oh, nine and a half, 50, 50, 10 and a half snap call. That's like, you know, some Rufus stuff where they're like professionals who yeah. like to see, Oh, it's incrementally better. Me. It's like, do I feel the game's going to go this way? And then you get a little advantage and you're like, okay, 
I have to feel the game's going to go that way. Like, that's why I should have bet Chiefs Miami. He's like, of course Miami's going to get blown out in the cold. And I just, I was getting too caught up in, oh, four and a half. They might win by three. That was just stupid. All right. Uh, Tampa going into Detroit. Detroit, six and a half. Uh, is do you have a? I think this is the right line as well, right? Like it's like right on that number where you're, not, you know, there's the right below a touchdown here. Um, I absolutely love Detroit on this one. I, I would take him at seven and a half. Uh, I, I made a small bet on Detroit myself. I so here's the thing, okay. this guy, and uh, I totally, have to turn the heat off because it's like okay. pounding on my my bald head right here. It's like okay. making my neck sweat. Keep going. Okay, so uh, I, I think Alan should hear this though, but I'll I'll repeat it when he comes back. One of the uh, one of my uh, main commenters on RealManSports.com, Tony, uh, is a big Lions fan. He's always defending Jared Goff, uh, sense like over defending Jer- Jared Goff. Thinks he's like the second coming. But seriously, Tony knows what he's doing, and he went to a uh, Lions game. He went to the Lions Rams, and he said. So I'm talking about one of the commenters on my Real Man Sports, who's a big Lions fan. He knows the Lions well, and he went to a Lions game. And he said the environment was so insane. I mean, they haven't been to a playoff game in you know decades. And it was just so loud, so insane there. Like nothing he's ever heard. And he said like it screwed up the Rams, burned a couple of timeouts. It screwed them up a couple of times. And, you know, McVay is, you know, experienced playoff coach. It's experienced playoff team with Stafford. He like, knows the, you know, the area. And he said that this is a really going to be a really tough place to play in the playoffs. And he said, lay the wood. And I made a small bet on them. I do think six and a half is pushing to like where it's getting. You know, I think seven should be the line probably now. Yeah. I originally said four and a half, but now that I think about it, Tampa's not good. Tampa's just a team. You know, they beat the Eagles because the Eagles suck. Tampa's a, a well-coached, hardworking team. Mayfield's like a solid QB, but they're not a good team, I don't think. And I think the Lions, even though their defense is a little soft, um, could sort of get, you know, get ahead of them and grind them down with the running game and start to pull away. So I would, I would actually lay wood with the Lions here. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then I never asked you cause you were talking about Houston, how you like them as a live dog. So the nine and a half, you're auto betting that one. And then the money line is something that's in play for you as well. You said I did both hundred on each. Okay. I just want to get paid in case I nutless monkey, yeah. uh, blew it with Stroud. Cause I had Stroud and now I'd way rather have Stroud now. It'd be more fun. And it's like, so what it's 200 bucks. Like I could win 150 K if a couple things break my way. And now if Lamar wins and I get, even if Mahomes beats Allen, right, which is still puts me in a great spot. Cause now I'm in the championship game with my 7% owned quarterback was Mahomes. Even if that happens, it's like, I still need other things to go right. Whereas if I had Stroud and he made it to the Super Bowl, say that's it, that's it. I probably win the whole damn thing, you know? And, and I pick mm-hmm. up Nico Collins this week instead of not. And then the whole thing, you know, and, and now I sort of have to have everything perfect. So, um, so I'm, I'm going to, compensate by betting the the texas money line to hedge yeah in the um just you know you're talking about nico collins and i just want to go back to fantasy football for a second as i'm rejiggering some of the dynasty rankings uh i see nico collins is like you know in, in consensus is like 15 18 i have been our like long-term keeper stuff i put him at uh at wide receiver 11 i mean ahead of jalen waddle ahead of Devonte smith i just for me, I, I thought that was a. I'm out of line with consensus. Do you see him as someone that you would consider taking in the third round of redraft next year? I'd have to look at it more closely. I didn't really look at him that much. I know like that he those guys that I just named, Jalen Waddle. Yeah, uh, I mean the problem with Waddle. I mean we'll see what happens with AJ Brown, but you know, Jalen. Uh, but Devontae Smith, Smith is tied to a mediocre QB that it's a little bit in disarray. The Eagles are in a transition, and and uh, AJ, you know, and if, if AJ Brown's back. 
and Goddard. It's just like crowded. Plus they like to run the ball. It's, it's not ideal. And Waddle, same thing. Tyreek's the, the alpha there. And they like to run the ball and do all the sorts of trickery. And you just don't see Waddle getting the 160 targets, you know, the, whereas Collins in a full season could be the, the wide receiver one on a top three NFL quarterback and could get 160 targets in a full season, right? He could do that yep. and then be, you know, that dominant, you know, that CD lamb, the CD lamb season is what you want, right? The absolute dominant alpha, you know, on a team that it's passed first. Um, that's, that's what he, there is upside for that. So um, I get it. Uh, but because he's just done it over a smaller sample, than those guys and doesn't have the pedigree, there's there's also more chance of bust. So yeah, but the, you always talk about it's not just the size of the sample, it's the magnitude. The guys had two 200 yard games. Yeah, no, it looks like he's the real deal and physically he's the real thing. So yeah. and he was injured uh, his first couple of years and right. playing with Davis Mills, all those things. So course, and yeah. the, the other player since and I, I will go back to um, Nakua is the other one. Right? Nakua. There you go. You know what I'm Nico saying? Calls, I, have his, I have him as wide receiver five, uh, six. Nakua. Yeah, I, I could see it. I mean, I didn't look at it. You know, I you know, Lamb, Jefferson, Chase, Tyreek, and Chase are the big four, right? And then and Amon Ra, I'm putting a big five in there. Okay, so five. Okay, and then and then after that, you know, Puka. It could be Puka. It could be AJ Brown. It could be yeah, Garrett could, Wilson. If Garrett you like Wilson. Him. But I think Garrett Wilson's getting a little speculative right now because right. we just don't know what the you know where Rogers is going to be all in the Jets good. and all that. So good. We're in line here then. So yeah. So we agree the big three and then like the, well, let's call them the little two with uh chase with, and, and Amon Ra. Well, Oh no. Okay. Right. Tyreek. So there's a big four and then a little one and then right. does Puka belong. Right. So I think he does. So I, I mean, mean, he he's the guy. It, I mean, he passes the eye test. He makes plays. He doesn't drop passes. He doesn't lose focus. You know, I mean, you'll see in the big game, he'll come down full speed with that pass. It's not like he's, you know, he's cool. He's, he's fine. You know? So yeah. did you see like, uh, yeah, I mean, and there's no question at this point, it's not even like a doubt in anyone's mind that he's the number one and Cooper cup is like the one a or the two. It's not even like right. th that's been Robert Woods territory. There you go. I like that. That's a great comp. All right. Back to, um, divisional round. Uh, I, I mean, everyone thinks this is going to be the best game. Obviously the line, uh, indicates that you have Kansas city going into Buffalo two and a half here. Um, I mean, I, my thought was just take the points, right? But I, that's just like a reflexive. I haven't put my wager down yet. Is that how you're seeing it? Or is Buffalo just too hot right now and Mahomes doesn't have enough support? Well, I went in on the Chiefs. That was my main thing for that postseason was get Mahomes. He's going to be low owned. He's 7% owned. Can you imagine that in the postseason contest? Purdy, Josh Allen, uh, Lamar, they're all uh, more, Dak, they were all more owned than him. I think maybe even Hurts, I don't know, maybe not Hurts, but all these guys are more owned than, than Mahomes. You're talking about like the greatest quarterback of this generation. And he's 7% in a two QB playoff contest where you get points for going a long way. So that was my play. So my whole thing was, I don't know if the chiefs are going to beat Buffalo, but it's got to be close to 50, 50. And the line reflects that. And I think that the chiefs defense is way better than Buffalo's defense. Buffalo has some injuries on defense too. The chiefs have like a top five defense in the NFL right now. They're one of the best defenses in the NFL. And so, you know, you got uh, Rasheed Rice, who's, you know, come on as like a legit, you know, receiver. Kelsey needs to wake the fuck up. I mean, that's the thing. They need to have Kelsey, you know, I don't know how many injections he's had or the Taylor Swift thing or whatever's, you know, going on the psyop that they're running. Uh, but that dude needs to be Travis Kelsey because that's the missing thing. If they have Rasheed Rice playing at his level and they had Kelsey playing at his level, 
That's all they need. They, the complimentary guys can do their thing. That's fine. You know, Pacheco is f- solid, whatever. Um, but if they have that, the Chiefs, I think, are easily capable of winning. Obviously, this game's in Buffalo, but the Colts not going to, you know, have, be an issue for either team. And I think that the Chiefs, I, I like the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs to uh, to win that game, but I'm not like, you know, Josh Allen's still really good. And, uh, and, and you know, Buffalo's got a problem too. Like Diggs hasn't been the dominant factor that he was. And I think that was... Um, that was a thing where like Diggs is going to light you up. And if he's not, you know, Josh Allen has to me, he ran for 52 yards and a touchdown in that game. They didn't dominate Pittsburgh. You know, Mason Rudolph threw that pick when they're down 14, nothing, you know, they lost by 14, but it wasn't like, they weren't like totally out of that game with like a crap offense. They, they, they ran on them a bit, the Steelers. And like, I don't know. It just seemed like, I think the Chiefs will probably win. Yeah. Now at least, uh, oh, by the way, the, the Buffalo lost a couple defensive players too, which are in that game. Yeah. Key yeah, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Key guys. So that's, that's an interesting point too. Um, I thought the line was going to be three. I mean, two and a half is a little different. Obviously it's the the push factor. So yeah, it's money line chiefs for me as well. Um, I could, I mean, I mean, two and a half is, is sort of like the default. Now it used to be three when you go on the road, right. but two and a half is sort of equal teams, but in the other's venue. Yeah, but so. the two right. If the Chiefs are going to win, they're not going to lose. They're they're not going to lose by one. Right? I mean, obviously they could, but I'll, they I'll easily just take could. The pl- I'll just take the the two plus point one. conversions. And there you go. It, it, we're in a different world. The whole three being the sacred number, it still matters, but it's not as big of a deal in a world where one team goes for two. You know, it's like all, all of a sudden all those scores and like your those pools where you have to get the exact. What are those called? The squares pools where you get yeah. like I got zero and three. Oh, I'm so happy. Oh, I got Boxes. eight and five. The boxes. Oh, I'm screwed. Well, it's a lot less like that now with the two point conversions. Right. Used to get what were the two numbers? Eight and five were a death sentence. And now you're, they're yeah. in play. Now you can do it, you know. Yeah. So um, so yeah, would you rather take the plus two and a half for the Chiefs or the plus one thirty on the on the ML? Um, I think I'd probably do money line. Uh, but actually I'd probably do one of each. I, I do think there's a really good chance the Bills win oh. by like a point. I think this is gonna come down, you know. I think this game could easily come down to whoever has the ball last and it's a field goal and they may be down one and they kick the field goal to win by two. I mean, I think that, I think that the, the those points may well be relevant. Well, let me also, maybe this will change your mind. And this is one that's for the, uh, the, the, the more than casual gamblers here. Just this one, the, the plus two and a half, the points line uh, list is plus 100. So it's even money. You don't have to pay the minus minus one ten. Oh, people are betting the bills. So, so you're yes, getting, yeah, bills are I, minus I, 120 take, right now. Uh, even money plus two and a half is great. I'll probably take that. Okay. So back to, uh, normal football. All right. So I think that concludes our football discussion. Um, I, I saw, I've been, I've been refreshing your podcast feed to see when it's coming. It sounds like it's, it's up, finally, it's up, yeah, it's up, finally, yeah. finally. I wish that it was up before we did this podcast. So well, I actually, I, I, I was doing it. I was about to hit send and then I went and did something else. I had to go out. So yeah, these are excuses to me. This doesn't help well, my prep. Well, well, here's the thing uh, I do. I went to the, uh, like there's this like ch- outdoor chin up and like push up like this area where you do dips and stuff. This like outdoor, like workout place. Mm-hmm. I went there. I'm starting to do that. So I had to nice, you know, nice. take care getting, of my health. Getting yeah. ripped. I like yeah. it. Hey, that, um, before we get into what's going on on, uh, the Chrysalis podcast and your new Twitter experiment and all that stuff, um, was the picture that you posted on your ex account of that meat? Was that like generic picture? Or is that something that you actually ate? That's something I ate, but that wasn't this week. That was this summer in France. Nice fatty meat there. I liked it. Oh, rare. So rare. And they, but it's such high quality grass fed And that was in the Alps. Like we was, drove up. Was it beef or was it like sheep? Beef, or beef. Okay, and they, well. it was like this, 
amazing restaurant. I should like post some photos. Like it's, yeah, in, it's that... up in the mountains, like in the very, like in the Alps. And they just like, they, they have great wine, although I'm not really boozing these days, but mm. back then I was, and, and they bring out like this is giant plates of meat that they cook over the fire. It's amazing. So, yeah, we do, um, hundred percent grass fed organic too. There's if, cause I know you talk about a lot on your podcast and some of your uh, followers may not understand where to go get that. There's actually mail order stuff. We go us wellness is a good one. And butcher box has grass fed. So there's a way to like, just get it delivered to your home as well. You know? Yeah. I would, I would do that over the whole foods. You know, I don't trust whole foods, you know, yeah, I mean, we as much. And like, you know, and, and if you have a local guy who can deliver that, you know, but that's hard in a lot of places, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, um so the right, Twitter me, thing. So here's, I'll tell well, you, hold on, let me a quick yeah, promo uh, first. Sure. I just want everyone, if you want to go check out uh, Chris Liss's content, it's over at realmansports.com. If you want to go check out Rotowire right now, we're giving away free two days. Just go to rotowire.com forward slash try rotowire.com forward slash try put in your email paywall and locks fantasy baseball rankings top 300 or 400 is up rest of season fantasy base uh, basketball stuff uh golf is underway tons of fantasy golf stuff and then obviously premium content for fantasy football all right we're going to switch topics now off of football uh lists uh, just to refresh anyone new to the podcast you have um let's say had a cold, a warm, cold relationship with Twitter with X. You're all, only on once a week. Now what's, what's happening? What's changing? So I started posting more and, uh, and part of the reason is I, I do feel like an outlet's monkey because I wanted these rants about it, but you know, it's just, it's just it's true. I got to own it. Uh, that, uh, I feel like the, you know, when he, when he hired Linda Yaccarino and was like, Oh, freedom of speech. Elon isn't Musk. Freedom, yeah, yeah. Isn't, freedom of reach. And, you know, and I was like, that's just some Orwellian bullshit, you know, to stifle speech. And why is he bringing in this WEF, um, you know, ad sales person? It's really, why couldn't he hire someone else? And so I was kind of soured on it. I'm like, he's full of shit. And he might be still, I'm not saying he's not, but thus far, I do feel like, you know, the tide is turning a lot in terms of what people can say, what can be discussed openly. And a lot of that's because Twitter is not censoring. And so, you know, major things happen. Like the whole scandal at Harvard would have been buried, I think, except for Twitter. And I think this is a force for the good. And so I, you know, paid for the check. Um, I also did it because I wanted to post longer things and there was no way to do it without that. And just to sort of, you know, you have the, uh, the European commission with these nutless monkey, I told you, right. The pussification of pussification, Terry Breton was trying to like shut him down and do all the shit. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll subscribe because they're trying to do that. So now that I'm doing it, I'm like, all right, fine. I'll, I'm in on this. And if, and if he, you know, somehow, um, you know, goes the other direction then I can always cancel. They're actually pretty good about like letting you know your renewals up and all that. And then, uh, but I'm thinking of maybe doing a real man sports account because the problem is I often want to post about sports. The same reason I have two, you know, websites, I have realmansports.com and chrislist.com. It's very hard to talk about like, biomedical authoritarianism and how serious that is and how nutless people like in my industry were and how cowardly they were. And we're calling for, you know, Oh, the, if you don't take this injection, you shouldn't be allowed to travel. These are people in the industry, you know, shut the fuck up. Like, you know, you, 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 you don't know anything about anything. And now you're like, you know, advocating for your neighbor to be coerced into taking uh, chemicals against his will. Just shut the fuck up. You guys are such idiots. Right. And, and, and these people, and, and I'm posting about stuff like that. Okay. And then it's very hard to like pivot and be like, Hey, uh, you know, 
Tony uh, Tom Pollard Sa- is a bust this week. Yeah, or, or, or Tom <laughs> Savage, how barbaric the quarterback play. You know, that's right, right. it just doesn't go with what I'm I'm serious. Like I'm I'm not cool with what happened. Like you're like, oh, it's over, dude. Relax. I wrote a whole post on this. Oh, it's over. Really? Are the people who did everything still in power? Yes, they are. The people who locked you down, who coerced you to take medicine you didn't want, yeah, they're still in power. Have the people who went along with it, those nutless monkeys, some of whom were my former, you know, industry people, nobody at Rotowire, but you know, people. Have they been repentant or are they sorry? No, they're not sorry at all. You know, have they apologized? No, they haven't apologized. Would they do it again if they were incentivized similarly? I think they would, you know? So there's, has there been justice for the architects of the, of the uh, gain of function research? No, there hasn't. So I'm not letting this go until that stuff is no longer true. And so, you know, I'm serious. I'm pissed. I'm still pissed. I, I, you know, just because you're not being abused this second doesn't mean what happened is cool. Just because it's not happening to you right this moment doesn't mean it's cool that I wasn't allowed in a restaurant or wasn't able to travel. Can so I, I'm, I'm still enraged and I'm going to keep on this and I'm not going to let them off the hook and you're going to hear from me. And if you, you know, you don't have to, if you, if you mute me or whatever, that's fine. But so long as I'm, you know, have the space to say something, those guys, they're going to repent because I feel like that kind of behavior, if it goes without being accounted for, is going to breed more tyranny, more totalitarianism, more other people telling you how you have to be, what you have to do, what you can eat, where you can travel. And it's just not their business. It's not, you know, they are not the master of me. I'm the boss of myself, you know, and I reject all of that. I reject them supporting what they supported. And so I'm going to go on about that. But I love sports and I watch sports. So I'm like, all right, I need a separate venue for this because it just, you can't just be talking, you know, back to back, you know, as you said, like, Look, look what a bus Tony Pollard is. The next thing you're talking about biomedical you know, totalitarianism. It's just, it's just too well, jarring. The, you know, the Venn diagram crosses over with Aaron Rodgers, right? Like that's the crossover to the two. Sure. And worlds. I would tweet about both, you know, in both cases and that's totally fine. But you know, if you're a sports account tweeting about some Roger stuff and I will and Carissa Thompson and that whole bullshit, you know, the joke that people are getting outraged about that. I mean, these nutless monkeys, right? Oh, I don't talk politics. I'm into sports. I, I kind of stay out of it. Oh yeah. Well, when Trump was president, I don't even like Trump. All you did was talk about Trump. All you did was talk about, you know, what a virtue signaling little good boy you were because you hated Trump and you talked about it and you were willing to talk about it just because everybody you figured agreed with you who might promote you, who might be following you. And now there's actual like, you know, they didn't let you leave your house. They didn't. Well, that was Trump's fault, too. But they didn't let you get on an airplane. They didn't let you um, go to a restaurant unless you were uh, biomedically compliant with pharmaceutical chemicals. Oh, and your crickets. Not only was crickets. First, you advocated for that. And now now that the tides turn and people are like, oh, that shit didn't even work. It's got horrible side effects. Oh, where are you? Where are you? Where are you in my mentions giving me free health advice? What happened to you? Where did you go? Yeah. Oh, so you're not going to tell me what to do with my health. You don't know better than me anymore. What happened? I got all this free health advice. Where did it go? So I'm still pissed, right? You know where and, they are, but- Liz? They're, they're out there yelling about, you know, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict now. I don't know which side they're on, but they're yelling about something. I don't even know if they are. I, I think a lot of those people are like just like rigidly sticking to football and acting like all that stuff's, ah, you know, okay. that's, that's, that's in the past. And let's memory hold this. Let's memory hold the stances I took. They were so sure. Why were they sure? Just because everyone else agreed. And think about how that kind of mindset, they're going to agree with the crowd wherever there's a consequence for going against it. Right. So, you know, I mean, th- these people, they don't think for themselves. Their critical thinking was completely uh, put on hold um, due to incentives and, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm like embarrassed for them. And, and I just feel like um, I, I don't like I actually don't like seeing people who I do respect who weren't like that um, sort of still 
acting like those people, it's cool, right? It's cool. No, those people are intolerant, right? Imagine if someone's intolerant, you know, about race or about um, sexual, you know, sexual orientation or gender and was being nasty to people on that basis. You wouldn't tolerate them. You wouldn't go and podcast with them like everything's cool, but people are doing it like, oh, you were trying to put these people, you were trying to tell people, make people into second-class citizens based on what? Pharmaceutical compliance? Do you realize what a psychopath you were when the government and, and these phony uh, doctors with bow ties are coming in telling people, you know, where they could go, which is totally a violation of their rights as citizens. And you're going along with that stuff and you're acting like, oh, I memory hold that. I don't remember what my stance was. It's shameful. It's truly shameful. Yeah. And I think the people should not be treating it like it was anything different. Yeah, the only thing, and again, this is not a defense of the, the person that you're talking about, the people you're talking about, but the uh, the media did a great job of scaring people into that. So now, I think your true personality is going to come out no matter what. But if there's any like logic or reason to that stance, the extreme stance, I remember. I remember in March of 2020, I was scared. You know, oh, I, mean, I, felt for the, I felt for it for six months, but I never was like you. I need to right. take away your rights. You know, I was never like you need to wear your mask. And I'm you know, I never, ever did that because rights are for when people are scared. That's the reason right. rights exist. You don't need rights if nobody's scared. If nobody's scared of you, um, you can walk down the street. Nobody's going to bother you. But if all of a sudden people are scared of you and they want to arrest you just for being there, um, that's when you need to say, hey, you don't have the right to do that. Right. Like I have rights. And so the scared thing is one thing. But OK, fine. Let's say they fell for it, not just the way I fell for it, but like fell for even like, oh, we need to suspend rights because it's so scary. Why can't you repent? Why can't you say, you know what? I got caught up in a mania. I got caught up in a mania. You know, it was, it was shameful that I, I got caught up in it. I apologize. It was, I, I, I thought I was a stronger person, a better person than that. I wasn't. And I'm, you know, I'm really reckoning with that. Fine. No problem. You're forgiven. You know, we make mistakes. We're all, we're all susceptible to it. I'm not, uh, I'm not a perfect person. Okay. Um, but there's just no zero, zero, uh, contrition for how they behave. 0.0. There are people ceasing XM and Rotowire when I was making a tweet about how outdoor masking creeps me out. And I feel like these people are like in some kind of cult that creeps me out. They're accusing me of killing people and ceasing my work. Did I get an apology? Zero. And me, I was lucky. I was a partner. We sold the company. I was fine. I was the lucky one. There were people they were doing that to who, you know, they, they did have repercussions with their jobs. They did uh, get censored into silence. They didn't speak their minds, you know? And so, you know, this is shameful. And I feel like the reckoning hasn't even begun. And, you know, and, and I'm telling you, when I see you, friend of mine, person I respect, palling around with those guys, like, I'm like, oh, that's, a, that's an instance of low standards. Like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to go and like rat you out to anybody or like do anything, but I think that's low standards. Like you shouldn't, you know, you should, you should realize like if that person had said something racist or homophobic, you wouldn't just be doing that. And the only reason you're doing that, even though they're same, you know, the sort of scapegoating instinct was the same for this person. They, they would have done it in any uh, era where you were allowed to scapegoat those people is right. that it's socially acceptable in your circles that they're still socially acceptable in your circles. And so your morality is not based on how they treat people. Your morality is based on what everyone thinks. And I feel like that's a low standard. I think you have to have a higher standard where you say, is this person, you know, somebody who's bullying on behalf of the authoritarians against people who can be bullied, who the state is encouraging you to bully, as they did in every era uh, where that was the case? Or is this person um, someone who would be like, no, I wouldn't do that, right? Or is this person contrite? And I just feel like um, that's how I feel about it. And I'm like, I'm going to be relentless. Like, you know, you should unfollow me or mute me because 
because I'm not going to stop talking about this until there's a reckoning. And if there's never a reckoning, I'm just never going to stop. And I'm never going to stop coming after them. Like, that's it. Like you got caught, you did it. I see, right? I told you that story about the guy with, who, who hit me in LA, uh, fender bender. And he's, I, and I took his insurance and I was nice to him because he was scared and he was, I was so pissed. And that dude ditched and didn't call his insurance company. I tracked that dude for six months. I called the Texas DMV. I got somebody that I called his ex-girlfriend <laughs> who got his mail and she hated him too. And she gave me where he was working at a Trader Joe's and I confronted him in the supermarket six months later and I got in his face and I threatened him and that fucker paid my fucking thing finally. Finally paid six months later after I was nice to him. I'm not going to let this go. Did you know the Orbit story? I made Orbits pay me. I'm going to, this is not going to something I'm going to let go. And it's not, you know, you're the least of it. You know, the losers who were like in my mentions talking shit. You're the least of it, right? The, the Fauci's and the Gates's and the people who like actually created a virus in a lab and paid for it. Those people, they're going to have a reckoning, you know? And they, I'm a one person of millions who feel this way. Millions. You can't let this go, what they did to society, what they did to your family, what they did to people you love, people, your, your friends. My family took the freaking shot, everybody, you know? I mean, come on. Like I, this is, I'm wow. never going to let this go. Never, you know, not my immediate, not my nuclear, but we're, I'm never going to let this go. Never. Right. So like you, you, you're in for a losing battle, right? Like, like I, this is just like, I, I'm like, you're just never going to escape that. You're just not uh, like, I, and, and there's other people who feel way. And I'm going to encourage everybody to be like, there needs to be a reckoning. Then you move on. Once there's a reckoning. Okay. They apologize. They understand why it was wrong. These people went to prison. These people got worse than prison because of the sentence was that bad what they did and now we're good now we move on now we forget it now we talk about football now we talk about uh tom savage's barbaric qb play so when are you going to name the names of the people that did this to you oh i'm not naming specific names of the losers who did it to me because that's like you know the punching down of you know the the, the punching not, down's like, okay though I think punching down is okay. In, in, in my, if someone comes into my Twitter, in my mentions, I'll make an example of them. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to even credit those people because none of them individually mattered. None of them did. Right. It's, it, to me, it's basically like everybody saw what happened. Everybody understands you know, who was sort of for the authoritarians and who was like, hey, calm down. You, know, you might not have spoken out, but there were a lot of people who just, you know, they weren't going to persecute yeah. people just because they were allowed to. So understand the pettiness. And I don't, I feel like I don't want to give people publicity who don't deserve it. I, I like they're literally beneath me. And some of them, I literally like X'd out of my existence, but, but Maybe I'm not that's why stop. it's called X, right? Because you can mute well, and block. You them, could, you could always have done that. I'm probably yeah. muted and blocked by a lot of people, but I, you know, again, <laughs> I, I just don't think people are truly aware. And, and again, I'm not alone. Like I talk to people, there are millions of people who feel this way that like, we're not like in denial about what happened. We're completely cognizant. And anyone who actually opens up and isn't, in denial of what happened, would never let something like that go. People won't let go if you insult them on Twitter. Like they'll be, they'll hold a grudge against you for the rest of your life, the rest of their life. And yet this is like a trillion times bigger. And they're like, they're, they can't, it's too big for them to, to deal with. And, uh, and, but you know, too bad, you know, that it's going to be this way. I had another topic, which by the way, I'm crossing off my show outline right now because I should have you know, this is bad planning by me because it, it's so can't follow, can't follow it up. Can't yeah, no, follow. can't follow that. But I'll tell you what it was uh, anyway. But by the way, bravo, standing ovation. I'm sure the audience well, I, right I'm now. Just, I'm just telling the truth as it yep. is. I'm not no, even I, trying I, to. I, well, I'm, not it, trying, I'm not performing. You know, I'm just honestly, it's how I feel. Like you, you fucked with the wrong guy. You fucked with the wrong guy. Like the, all of those fucking, you know, 
whatever the plan is for, oh, you're going to have your carbon tracked and not blah, you're fucking with the wrong guy. Okay. I'm just telling you, you're fucking with the wrong guy. I'm not fucking around. Okay. Like you, you do that. I'm going to use whatever resources I have to make sure that there's, that you are held to account. I'm just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not kidding, you know, and that's just how I feel. You know, it's hundred percent how I feel. Yeah. I can just see this now. Like this is the the Twitter rant. And then all of a sudden it's like, yeah. And Tony Pollard's not a good pick in the third round. That's why I'm thinking, you think I should do that? Start the, start a new account for real man sports. I'll tell you, cause this is all social media, right? Like even, you know, I've, I've broken out like basketball from our fantasy main sport, fantasy sports channel. And now both channels are growing because you know what I'm saying? Like I am going to have to, make two um, YouTube channels for redraft and dynasty fantasy football. Everything is becoming so niche down. Now there was a time where you could have it all in one. Now Rotowire, like with their website, of course you click on the tab you want with the sport you want. That's fine. But when you're talking about social media, Twitter, uh, Facebook, uh, Instagram, all this stuff needs to be niched down to like the micro level because someone who's there for this is not there for that. And if they are, then they can check out both channels. So you were, uh, you're talking about a trend that's already well in process and the, the social media content creators that are growing are niching down and separating their channels. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to, I don't want to, it's more complicated for me, but it just, it's just that it, I just two channels. It's not that complicated. No. Well, I have no sir also, which I'm posting on, but I'll just, I I'm using it as sort of like make one post paste that I'm both, you know, like have both uh, things going. So again, we won't talk about this, but the other topic that I was going to talk about, just, you know, I don't want to leave the audience hanging was, um, the Peacock game and the business sort of of streaming. Um, but that's fine for another day. I didn't even, I don't even deal with it because my, my game pass just covers everything. Like, you know, it it was a big sort of issue in here and, um, all right, man, well, that's it. Uh, go follow Chris Liss, uh, over at realmansports.com. Uh, I'm at Alan Zislowski on all social media and we'll see you next week with another, uh, mostly football podcast and some other stuff as usual. See you next time.